Welcome to the Cap City Outfitters Podcast. This is episode 212. You've got Chris and Brian, and this time around, we're going to talk about training with the mentality of hitting we call acceptable, good, and then possible um, times or standards or part times or goal times or whatnot. Performance. Uh, but Perform- yeah, yeah performance. performance standards. So, absolutely. Uh, this is heavily leveraged um, from Matt Pranka at X Ray Alpha, along with things from uh, Joel Park, Ben Steger, Wansa Kim, like all the guys at Practical Shooting Training Group. Uh, but it looks at, you know, if we take any given drill, you know, what's an acceptable time? So yeah. acceptable is call it the bare minimum. Um, this is where standard, to quote Franca, um, this is where standards live for things like qualifications, yeah. um, stuff like that. Lowest common denominator. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good times are. You know where any you know if you're a competent shooter, um, this is where you should be able to be pretty much all the time. B class to A class, yeah. B class chasing A class. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then possible is if you're doing everything perfectly at speed, um, this is what is theoretically possible. Uh, this is what we try to push for um, when you're chasing, going faster. This is what you're working towards. Yeah. Uh, it may not be, you know, all alphas when you're chasing possible, uh, but theoretically it is. Yeah, and uh, you're, so that's and, what we're trying to strive for. And one of the phrases I've heard thrown out um, with that group of people is basically this is like kind of the edge of human performance capability. Yes. So when you reach possible, possible is literally what we think is possible right now based on what the best guys doing this are doing it in. So if we say possible, possible is a sub two hour marathon. Yeah. There's a few guys in the world doing it. Possible's a sub 10 second hundred. There's a few people doing it. So it's not it's not impossible, provably, because people are doing it. A uh, thousand pound three lift combined. You know, even at a even at a two fifty or a hundred two hundred pound weight class, you know, hundred K weight class, hundred kilo weight class, whatever. The the possibles, this is this is the limit of human performance that's achievable that we know for sure. Um, based on how people having done it and being able to break it down appropriately and say, hey, if you look at it under the components, and we'll break some of the drills down here in a minute, but under the component aspects of a drill, what are the, what are the hard skills you are doing to get to that time and breaking each one of those down with its possible time, what's a really good fast time, and yeah. then adding them up and going, this is what's possible. This is where, this is where we'd like to be. And there are some dudes out there doing this stuff that, you know, on a, that aren't getting paid to do this specifically. Um, but need to have the hard skills because the job field they're in requires them being really good at it. Yeah. Or maybe not being around for long. Either because yeah. they're <laughs> either because they're deselected or because they're Darwinianly deselected. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. So yeah, let, let's let's uh, let's let's run through. What do we want to break down first? Do we want to break down what we think like hard skill times look like and then start applying those to a drill, or how do you want to do it? Sure. Okay. Yeah. So let's uh, talk about draw stroke. Let's talk about draw stroke. Um, draw stroke. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out an ex, a number for acceptable that you're immediately gonna counter, and I have a number in my head that you're gonna counter with. <clears throat> do we wanna do we wanna ballpark real quick a like a distance to target? Sure, that's fine. So call it seven yards. Ten yards. Ten yards. Ten yards A zone. Ten yards uh, eight inch circle on an IDPA. Ten yards A zone on an IPSC. Okay. I know they're slightly different targets, but whatever. One gives you a little bit of forgiveness in each direction. Let's just say ten yards. Yeah. Draw the, draw the first shot. What, what's acceptable? What's acceptable. Bare minimum, bare bones, 
Uh, if you can't do this, you might want to reconsider your drop field. Uh, two seconds. Okay. And I figured you'd be at like 1.6 um, would be your acceptable, would be what you'd say. Uh, I think two seconds maybe. Um, that's running from concealment or run from a retention holster. I think when you drop into a competition holster that's placed appropriately, the gun's away from the body, there's no clothing to get in the way, there's no retention shit, then I think you drop down to one five, one six. Oh, and that is, And yeah. that's B-class for life. Yeah. Okay. I mean, literally, I mean, that's the joke, but that's where you're at is one six, and maybe add a quarter to half a second on for retention um, or concealment or both, whatever the case may be kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then dropping that down to what's good, I'm, I think like a, I think a second and a quarter, but under a second and a half for sure. Yeah, like but one, maybe one two five one three. One three is probably good. Yeah, one three is probably one, three, good. One, I mean, from from legit concealment, yeah, like one one three one four is good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you get into winter time, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. But if you're wearing a concealment garment, if that's a hoodie in the fall. Um, or if it's a button-up shirt in the summertime or something like that, or just a t-shirt, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, and then we say possible is sub one, right? Yeah. There's a lot of dudes running sub ones. There's a lot of dudes running sub ones for the first shot on a build drill, and that's knowing something else is coming after it, and, and everything has to be perfect or because it's not just a single shot. It's a string of five more after it, so everything, the grip has to be perfect, and they're still getting, you know, that sub one to the first shot and sub two on a build drill. Yeah. Um, that's possible. There's lots of, not lots, but there are more than a few examples of guys doing that. And, and I would say even consistently, there are some dudes who are consistently running sub two bills when you get into the right guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that is from concealment again. Um, maybe, maybe cheater concealment. Uh, I know like Jed Linsky, one of the things he teaches in the MSP classes, um, some of the dot classes is the cheater where you're already holding onto your shirt or your fingers yeah. already hooking your shirt. Um, I don't care, whatever. Um, you know, you do your thumb hook on your pants because it gets you close to your shirt and lets you know where you're at. Um, I don't think that's cheating. Um, and I've gotten to a point now where maybe you're in a situation where you kind of see something coming down and you get closer and closer to the draw. Mm -hmm. That's not cheating because if you're, yeah. cause there's no such thing at that point as cheating if it's real world. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about, just talk about just rant splits between shots. Possible. Pot, let's go the other oh, way. Let's go. go the other way. Let's go the other way. Possible. Possible. Um, Best guys in the world with race guns. What are they running? Yeah, like .13s. Yeah, one threes. Uh, 1.3s possible. Let's say with a legit carry gun. I still think we watch Mac J do like .15s, 1.4s, 1.5s. And with hits. I mean, with hits on a regular basis. Yep. Um, and so... And, and that's that's from somebody who, by his own admission, is not putting in the work right now because he's got life going on in his world and can still walk out and blow 0.14s, 0.15s just by owning the grip and being able to drive the living shit out of the trigger. Uh, yeah. Again, we should register his finger. Yeah, his finger needs, his finger needs to go in the NFA. Um, but anyway, so I mean, you know, and, and I would say his grip does too because it's side by side. Um, you know, big dude who can really drive the gun hard. Um, so that's, you know, the possible carry gun, uh, and maybe it's even possible with some of these dudes, again, going to the GM kind of guys running carry guns that are tuned a little bit are mm -hmm. probably still running 0.13s, 0.14s, but 0.15s for sure. Um, and the possible end of things, uh, good. 18s, 17s? Good. Twos? Yeah, like, I'd say like nine twos, like 0.2 to 0.19. Okay. Sub two. Sub two. two yeah, two to sub two. Um, for for good, um, and then we go into like probably quarters for acceptable. Yeah. I don't even know if I want to say point three, but maybe point three is acceptable at some point. 
because that's the full length of the beep and we start doing trigger control at speed if you're staying within the beep at 0.3 maybe maybe that's good at 0.3 but it's two, yeah. two five to three yeah i mean as far as so this is where we get into the the difference between reactive and predictive pairs true um true. so i mean if you're shooting like let's say we're shooting this is shooting reactive pairs so like good would be 0.25 yep because beyond that you're no longer i'm sure this is shooting predictive pairs yes um, i have not had my full cup of coffee yet this morning <laughs> uh, so forgive me on that one this is shooting predictive pairs uh, so if we're shooting beyond 0.25 we're no longer shooting predictively yeah. which then takes it into a different skill set i would i would the only thing i would throw out there as as a possibility of dragging out a 0 0.30 is somebody whose grip's not locked in Somebody's grips not locked in might be that far behind, um, but still then that lends back to where's the gun at, yeah. and what are they doing with it. So same kind of conversation. So two fives, two fives. Okay, yeah. two fives is is acceptable. Yeah, because at that point you're not going back to a you're not going back to a reactive. You're going to a predictive again. Yeah, or staying predictive. Yeah. yeah. So then hey, let's say we were to look at this as a you know pair of alphas on the credit card. At 10 yards, so that the A zone and the head box of a USPSA target at 10 yards, um, possible like 0.18, mm -hmm. um, good probably 0.25, yeah. and then acceptable. I still think call that, like 0 0.35, 0.4. And I don't even know I go that far because once the gun's out, you don't need much more time to resolve the small target. You know you're, what I'm saying? I mean, you're shooting a like the really, really good guys are gonna yeah. be right on that edge of yeah. reactive and predictive. And then everybody else, we're gonna need a little bit more time yep. to run the, to fine tune, running the trigger yeah. straight to the rear. Yeah. Um, and both, and both a, shots are gonna be reactive. Both shots are gonna be reactive. Um, the best dudes out there are probably still not gonna be, are still not gonna be predictive on that second shot on a credit card. At ten yards, do you think, or are they? There, there's a couple of guys at the world level that might be okay. Um, but yeah, if, if somebody's not it's not going to the world sheet, like that's not a predictive shot. Like, exactly. So, so if we say um, point three is reactive and they're having a slow draw stroke day and it's at ten yards and you or ten yards you got and you have that extra resolution required on a small target, yeah, I mean that's I think that's those are all reasonable numbers. Um, yeah. That's very doable for two because you're one five on the first. And then 0.3 on the second is a is a reactive shot, yeah. second shot. Okay, cool. And then you break that, and then go even further for the rest of us mere mortals. Um, go from there. Uh, and and I would say that you know that that resolution. It, uh, so much of this is you know we're back to the hard skills. That if you're if you're chasing what's good, what we're gonna you, I'm using air quotes right now. You can't see them, but I'm using air quotes around good. What's good means that your baseline skills, hard skills. Need some work. I mean, realistically, yeah. because you you because something's given up to slow you down. Is that grip? Is it is it your visual acuity? Um, is you it know, just hand speed? Yeah, or hand speed, or or you know, is it the the practice work on the trigger at speed? Are you driving the trigger at speed? Or are you catching reset and and shooting from reset on that second shot and different things that are possibly slowing you down? Um, that are maybe old school habits that you're trying to break or. You just don't simply don't have the reps in whether it's dry or live uh, to confirm right yeah. and go on so um, can we use the, the well I don't, I don't know the name of the drill that we did but the most recent that we talked about that was four targets 
Oh, yeah. I mean, let's break that down because we because that's fresh in our minds. Yeah. And I listened to you guys talk about the numbers to run through that, and let's let's talk about that drill and what the numbers look like on it. And go for yeah, that. I'm gonna grab a mathology machine. Yes, absolutely. Man, I don't know that math thing is kind of frightening. So, um, so the guys, the target array is four uh, USPSA targets, not the not the European or the metrics, but the standard American, American ones, ones that have a head. Uh, a zone center, you know, I don't know what five by nine or whatever it is, whatever the center yeah. is. Um, and and you're shooting for A's. And you're running as hard as you can run it and get A's. And so we'll start breaking down draw stroke is. Yeah, so let's just put four the four targets, you know, they're a yard apart horizontally. Yep. We're gonna put them all at five yards. Okay. Um, so do you wanna do acceptable first? Yep. Yeah. So we're gonna say two seconds um, plus point two five. So the first target should be done in two point two five. Uh, we're going to transition to the next target. 0.25. And 0.25 and shoot that one at 0.25. So that's so 0.5 more. 0.25 more. Plus the second shot on that one at 0.25. Yep. So we're at 0.275 and then we'll do plus 2.5. Transition. Plus, second shot. So 325. And then? And then plus another pair. So... Uh, what, 3.75? Uh, sub four. Sub four, yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's just say, you know, let's just say we'll, we'll allow, you know, again, you're human. Uh, but sub sub four, easy, 3.75 is the actual number. Yeah. But sub four, yeah. Yeah. Now, now we shave it to what was good. So good, we're going to look at 1.5 um, 1. 1. 1. Like, or four, whatever. I mean, it's a five yards, so we're going to yeah. say like one four. That's fine. Plus, I, I think two. I'm gonna I'm gonna real quick I'm gonna say something about that. I don't think distance matters on the draw. The draw should be consistently as fast as you can draw, whether you're close or not. I get that the shot might be slightly quicker, right? Because yeah. at that point you're probably shooting. Um, you're shooting you, from index. You're shooting from index. You know, where you, so that confirmation level there because of the the distance to the target, there's not the need for the same type of confirmation. So that's yeah. why we'll call that one four one five. But it should consistently, shouldn't the draw, though, be consistently about the same to the first shot? It should. Ish. But, Ish. Um, Ten yards and in or whatever. So then let's let's say that the draw should be in point, like, 1.3. Okay. Um, cool. And then we're going to do point two to the second shot. Nope. So one five to the second shot plus point two plus point two. Point two for the transition, point two for the second shot. No, the transition and the second shot happen at the same time. Okay. Well, now I'm saying you've got two shots on the first target, and then your transition still 0.2, or is it a 0.25 transition? It's a 0.2 transition. Okay. And then the second shot's a 0.2 on top of it. Yeah. So we're at 1.9 to okay. finish the second target. Okay. And then 0.2 plus 0.2, 2.3 to finish the third target. Yep. And then plus 0.2 plus 0.2. Uh, so 2.7 for yeah. the four. Yeah. Uh, which actually I think that's so doing doing transitions in point two is probably a little quick. Yep. Transitions are probably like point two five. Yeah. So then so we we'll add, add point one five. Yeah. Puts us like two point eight five. Yep. So like sub sub three. Sub three. Yeah. Um and then let's say possible. So we're gonna do one plus 
0.15. So 1.15 for the first one. Yep, and then a quarter for the transition. Uh, no, we're doing possible. So we're going to say 0.2 for the okay, transition. Okay, 0.2. Okay, cool. And then plus 0.15. So we're one five for the second one. Okay. Plus 0.2 plus 0.15. 185 for the third one. Uh -huh. Plus 0.2 plus 0.15. Equals two point two for all four. Yeah, for all four. Yeah. So which yeah. is yeah kind of that's kind of crazy. That's spicy. Um, super spicy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we were running. So to go to go back, this is what two podcast episodes ago. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, kind of the the general impetus was like, if you're above four seconds, you suck. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, and again, I I think that that the above four seconds. You're running doubles, but you're running it on four different targets. Yep. So what you're not getting from doubles is, is, a, is a conversation around transitions, right? Yep. Um, so if you just strictly run doubles drill, then you take the transition aspect out of it. This gives you transitions into it. We did it as a near far, 10 to five yards and some stuff like yeah. that. Um, there's some diagnosis going on here where when you sit back and look at that string of eight shots, especially if you can log the splits and the transitions, you can really look at where things are going. Um, I, I think the, the transitions for a lot of folks are a combination of poor visual training and then also being super tense and not being able to be loose and drive the gun to yeah. the next target quickly. And I think one of those two things is getting the majority of people who can't do it sub three. Not even not well, even not, not, not even two point two five. Like but, sub four. But yeah, I'm just saying one of well I'm saying I'm saying one of those two things you could probably muscle and get through sub three but you're not gonna get any lower than that. And then the guys that are not sub four have both those issues. They're yeah. not visually seeing it and they're tense. They're turtled up or doing whatever and they're not able to move Well, and the, and the draw was north of two. That's, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. So that's like the, the conglomeration of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things, you know, get it, you, the gun's gotta get into the engagement yeah. right now. Yeah. Because uh, that initial time, there's no way to get it back. Yeah. Like the whole the whole thing, you know, I, and this goes back to a lot of emails in the past couple months that you know our newsletter emails uh, and just stuff from the from training group summit and then you know stuff on the range, like the whole idea of moving faster and doing all of the non pulling the trigger things faster, yeah, is so that we don't have to actually shoot faster. Um, so that we have the, you know, the hundreds of a second that we need to run the trigger straight to the rear and not disturb the sights. Yeah. Um, versus trying to, you know, trying to go from, this is, you know, me speaking personally, trying to go from 0 0.2 splits yeah. to 0.1A splits is yeah. really, really hard. It's a lot of effort. Um, but going from, you know, a 0.35 transition to like a 0.22 transition. Yeah. Like that's pretty easy. Yeah. Well, and going and from a, a sub two, going from a two second draw to a one two five or a one three draw is really not hard. There's not yeah. a lot of reps there to get there. There's yeah. really not. Yeah. yeah. So like the bigger chunks of time, uh, you know, and this is where looking at, you know, if with your part timer at the range, you know, like the what are the blue ones? Mm -hmm. The the yeah the the blue ones that we use. I can't remember the name. <laughs> yeah, the big blocky blue one. The big yeah, blocky yeah. blue one. Um, you know, it gives you the the splits. Yeah. Um, so looking at you know going, oh, what's the biggest number in the splits? Well, how do we make that smaller? Yep. Um, 
that that's generally the, like the lowest hanging fruit to improve yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, if you're and if your draw's not sub one, and and uh, you know, then and and I and I would again, we talk about if you're sub one five on your draw from concealment, you, you may there's a point of diminishing returns in effort being put out there to get to a sub one. And I'm not saying a sub one's a party trick. I'm just saying it's there's a lot of effort to get from one three one four to sub one. Yeah. Um, but it's probably easier to get from one five to one two than it is to get from two five to two zero on transitions, or than oh, it is yeah. to get from two zero to one eight on your splits. So yeah. pick your place where you can make the most difference the fastest, and yeah. kind of go from there. And if you're not sub two on your draw, start there. Yeah. You know. Well, and I would even say like there's ways to work on kind of all of this at the same time. Yeah. In dry fire, uh, so I do a lot of Blake drills, so three targets mm-hmm. in an array. Um, right now, I'd use the the uh, what is it the dry fire timer thing for mm-hmm. the iPhone. Yeah. Uh, I run 10, 10 strings at two point seven, and then ten strings at two point six. And then ten strings at two point five, and then ten strings at two point three. Yeah. Uh, so I'm getting fifty draw strokes. Um, was one hundred fifty target transitions mm-hmm. or a hundred target transitions because the first one's on the draw. Yeah. Um, and then three hundred trigger presses. Yeah. Uh, with fairly, especially when we get down to like the two four two three. Yeah. Like really unforgiving part times, um, and it all takes like ten minutes. Yeah. That's, all, that's there, a lot of strokes in there's 10 minutes. No, and there's no travel time because it's dry fire. Yeah. Um, and there's no expense. Because it's dry fire. Because it's dry fire. Yeah. Uh, and then, and like pushing, with using something like that to push the part, like pushing the part times really has helped with the draw stroke speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, because all the rest of it really is kind of the same. Yeah. Um, starting with a little bit more time gives you that. Like oh I'm gonna remember how to do this, yeah. Uh, but I'm generally trying to push for you know being at the same speed right off the bat, yeah. even with the like the 2.7 part time. Um, but it, doing that over and over again has really folk has really helped my draw stroke speed without exclusively focusing on the draw. Sure, sure. And and I and I think too that there's there's like a mental confidence issue around starting with a 2.7. If you can consistently run a two seven, um, you know if nine out of ten or two sevens are, are really not a big deal, you just have to kind of fa- be focused and do yeah. it. Um, but it, but again, and then as you pick it up, I think when you do it as a rep thing over the course of a few weeks, and say you do it three days a week or five days a week or something like that, you start to recognize that a two seven gets a lot easier if your draw strokes are one two rather than a one five, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. so I mean that's what I've seen because I've been do- I've been doing similar stuff but working again on that draw to first shot and then I'm doing like wide and then far or wide and then near transitions visually on a dot marked target mm-hmm. to try and to work on the visual acuity in it because I was struggling with that the last yeah. time we were out. Um, and you know, new gun, new grip, whatever. But I mean, when you say, hey, the little gun shoots a lot bigger than it should be, it's hard to blame the gun. So let's stop with that and just say, hey, it's just a different tool, learn how to swing it yeah. kind of thing, right? Um, but you do see that that wide transitions versus near transitions under the timer get a lot easier when your draw strikes fast. Yeah. Duh. Right? I mean, so let's let's break down, unless there's anywhere you want to go deeper than that, specifically on this one, let's break down something super freaking stupid, simple, like a build draw. Versus sure. versus versus acceptable, good, and fast. Like doing it 
the three different levels yep. there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's break down a yeah. bill drill under acceptable. So bill acceptable, let's say one one point <clears> eight <throat> to first shot. Okay. Plus point two five 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 is three point oh five seconds. Yeah, three seconds. Yeah. Yeah, there you are. I mean in, in there's you know, and there's a conversation around that when we did the trigger control at speed drills at the end of that night, I'm I was consi not even consistently, I was at my best around three seconds on a build drill and then dropped to two six something. Yeah, and those were ten yards. Those were and those were okay, so a little seven, longer too. So a little longer. Yeah, a little longer too. Yep. Um, you know, so I mean just shaving little bits here and there and there add up really quickly. Okay, so so we're saying th just over three is is good. Is acceptable. Is acceptable. Is acceptable. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Yes. So then if we go to Say seven yards, we're gonna say one like one point three five for the draw. Okay. Plus point two second shot, plus point two third shot, fourth shot, fifth shot, sixth shot, two point thirty five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And even if you went a, a you know, an 05 slower on the draw or even a one five on the draw, you're still sub three easy You're sub two sub two and a half yeah sub, pretty exactly. easily yeah so i mean you know yeah. you look at that um so we'll say sub two and a half is is good yeah ish yeah okay cool and then as far as possible we're gonna say benchmark just one second and then point one five second shot five third shot fourth shot fifth shot six shot one seven five one seven five and and again there's dudes out there um, that are not GM ranked shooters. They're guys who practice this shit. I mean, I think of like, I'm going to throw out a name here and hopefully, hopefully this doesn't step on anyone's toes. Um, but like Vinny, Vinny's running sub yeah. two bills. Um, the guy's got a trigger finger. That's fucking amazing. He, he needs a tax stamp too. He does need a tax stamp too. I mean, he's, uh, you know, and I, you know, um, I'm going to pull him out of the hat as somebody who probably, if he said, man, I want to go shoot USPSA and devote the time and effort to being a GM, um, is probably has a natural skills to freaking walk on and do it. Um, ben, another guy like that, if he beats yeah. it up and went and did it, is was right on the edge of it as a as a sandbag in B class. What a, what a God love him. He's our Ben. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, you get those guys yeah. who have that that natural ability and then are willing to put the time and effort into it. And and even though Vinny's not doing USPSA, he still shoots a lot, trains a lot, takes classes yeah. a lot, etc., and is a super accomplished and talented shooter who's putting the time in. You know, and so the and he's not he's not a USPSA GM, and he's doing it in sub two. Yeah. You know, and 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 everybody's like, oh well, you know, it's a portage staccato bullshit. Hand him a Glock 19 with a dot on it and watch him do it. I guarantee you, he could do it probably with irons. So there's there's guys out there that have paid the dues, and then there's guys out there who have a lot of talent too. But I don't think you got to put them both together. Yeah. And that's how you get there. It's doable. And it's not just GM doable. It's not just Stager doing it or Park doing it. It's dudes yeah. doing it. So, you know, um, so we're talking about the what does it go back to? Hard skills. You're, you're hammering on the hard skills and getting there. So, you know, there's some of the evaluation things that we're talking about doing, some of the doubles drills and some of the different things that you're out. I realize doubles is not an evaluation, but it's a diagnostic tool. Yeah, I, like doubles, doubles definitely is a diagnostic tool. It's yep. also very much like it's a recoil training tool yep um 
because recoil is the one thing we can't do in dry fire. Yeah. Uh, I realize that there might be some widgets and gizmos and yeah. things yeah. that can help with it, but yeah. like not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, recoil is really the thing to work on, you know, at the range. Yeah. Uh, provided you can do it at the range you're at, yeah. um, you know, running, and that's where running, you know, running doubles, um, running, you know, build drills, stuff yeah. where you've got to maintain um, your grip for the entire duration of the drill. Yeah. Um, is really important to validate that the dry fire training has been correct. Yeah, and so and, and if you again if you look at the guys that that we're referencing as kind of who who we're chasing and who we're trying to learn from, um, you know these are guys that they spend a lot of time doing dry fire. There's a lot of yeah. videos of of, of Franka um, in his hotel room <laughs> or in his office doing dry fire um, and doing a lot of visual acuity training with target transitions. Yeah. You call it what you want. He's doing visual training. We can call it target transitions, but I think the visual aspect is more important to him. Um, and then you, and then take those same guys and look at what they're doing on the range. They're doing probably a majority of their time and ammo is spent doing doubles. Yeah, I mean, it seems guys like uh, I mean, Joel Park at Summit flat out said, "Yeah, it's like half of my yearly training ammo goes to shooting doubles real." Yeah, yeah, because it, it's practice and you can diagnose from it. Yeah, um, you know, so yeah, that so so looking at some of this stuff again, they're doing a lot, but I think they're doing more than anything else dry fire. Yeah, and then going out on the range and still burning up a lot of ammo to do the rest of it, and that's their job. That's cool, uh, but it doesn't mean you can't chase that. You don't, you know. And and I, and I do think that a lot of this stuff, we look at some of our guys that are LEO, that that are on the job. They're out being cops forty plus hours a week, but then also maybe as a part time job, additional to that, they're training officers within their departments and stuff like that, and and they're consistently running at the good level not acceptable but consistently at the good level yeah. and chasing chasing possible on a regular basis so when you start looking at some of those guys who, who don't do it for a living but put a lot of work in you know th a lot of this stuff is attainable if you're willing to do a little bit of and i'm not even going to say a lot i'm going to say a little bit of work if you're willing to be consistent and thoughtful and planful about what you're doing from a training perspective I think this stuff is super interesting yeah. for me. Because there's a lot of the stuff that, it, we talked about this before we started the podcast, is that there's a lot of times that you throw out a metric. Well, we're looking for this, and it's like, screw you. you know. And then you get out and do it, and you're like, oh, oh wow. I, I, I actually maybe can be good someday. But I'm not a possible guy. I just, I'm not willing to pay the price at this yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, getting getting from, like, from not acceptable to acceptable yeah. is honestly... You know, it's ten minutes of dry fire, yeah. like three, four times a week. And it it uh, might also be going and taking a good two day class, yeah, and resetting your fundamentals, resetting the baseline yeah. on your fundamentals, on your mechanics. Maybe that's part of it too. Yeah, because maybe what you were taught was turtled up, trigger reset. Which which means taking a class from the right people. Exactly. Yeah, going um, and taking a good two. But I mean, there's so many places out there now that are taking this information and even though they don't understand the genesis of it they're taking it and using it and if somebody can communicate that great but definitely be selective about where you're going to learn yeah. this um yeah and then going from let's call it like the acceptable baseline to the good baseline yeah um you're looking at you know multiple 10 minute dry fire sessions four or five days a week mm -hmm. um you know it, there's definitely an emphasis on putting in more work uh, putting in a lot more work on the target transition side yeah. 
and then finding ways to work on the, the trigger control at speed uh, and being really comfortable with the gun and the sights not being stable. So can we real quick, just a reiteration of trigger control at speed. What What's the drill and what were the phases of the drill? Yeah, so trigger control at speed, um, we're setting up a part-time with zero time on the timer. Um, and the idea is that you can break the shot uh, before the beep is over. Within the beep. Within the beep. Which is 0.3 generally. Yeah. Yeah. So you, so, would, so you broke down human reaction time, 0.2-ish? Uh, like 0.15 to 0.2. Okay. Um, so we're... Like we need to, we need to move the trigger and call it point one. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is, you know, and, and starting with trigger control at speed, like the hack is kind of, you start with the, so let's, we're going to use a Glock. Yeah. Um, so we're prepped to that back wall on the trigger. Okay. Um, it's kind of the easy version of the drill. You know, the next version of the drill, you're finger is just touching the trigger but there's no you haven't moved it you, yet. you haven't moved it yet yep. uh, and then the harder version is the finger is touching the the inside of the trigger guard yeah and it's not yet engaged the trigger and um, i'd say if, if you're leo you might go one step further than that and add in index on the side of the gun yeah and trying to get to the trigger in a timely fashion yeah that'll make for a tough point three yes but that may be where yeah. you need to train depending yeah. on your drop field so yeah yeah um yeah, I mean, like that. The trigger, the trigger work um, directly ties into how hard you can grip the gun with your strong hand, yep. and then what the support hand grip needs to look like. Um, yeah, I mean, getting getting to good, it it just takes consistent dry fire. You know, call it four to four or five days a week, doing two to three ten minute sessions yeah. each of those days, um, getting to possible is where dry fire training doesn't become a part-time job. It becomes a second full-time job. Yep. Um, yeah. And we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, but it's, not, it's not a hobby at that point. You're yeah. working. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, you know, you start breaking this stuff down, guys. When you look at the effort that needs to go into it, the effort to go to acceptable is not much. It's literally putting in some time. Um, you know, I'm going to say a couple times a week. If you want to go from good to acceptable, now you need or to acceptable to good. Acceptable to good. Now, sorry, thank you. Um, now you need to go. Now you need to have a plan. Yeah. I think you could. I think you could almost randomly, if you just two days a week, put something in, you could get to acceptable. Almost no matter where you're at, as long as you've got decent baseline skills or you understand what it is you should be doing, whether or not you're actually doing it at that point, right? So you know, there. That's that. Uh, that's that conscious incompetence. When you want to go from acceptable to good, I think is where you start having to have a plan to make that. Leap. I would I would even say um, like getting to acceptable mm -hmm. is being consciously competent. Um, the the only reason I, the only reason I would say that you would be consciously incompetent is because you there's you're talking about a slow enough draw stroke. Um, but you're talking you're, about some other things like where you've got some forgiveness, I guess. Consciously incompetent, mm -hmm. like that's where somebody's draw strokes north of three. Maybe. Like they're they're if you're if you're having to if you don't know what you're doing, like you're not going to get close to the to the acceptable, or you're just going to get lucky every once in a while. But to be repeatable at the acceptable level, okay. you yeah. got to be 
consciously competent of what you're doing. Okay. Um, yeah, good is running at the you're at the unconsciously competent level. I would say for good, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then possible is again it's taking all the stuff to an exponentially different level. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and we will leave it at that. Cool. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Interesting stuff. Please follow us along on Facebook and Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook at Cap City Outfitters and on Instagram at Cap City Outfitters 2. Uh, on our website, capcityoutfitters.com, you can find information such as how to do an FFL transfer or how to purchase a suppressor via our storefront over at silencershop.com. Also on the website, you can sign up for our newsletter that comes out once a month on Fridays or drop us an email to info at capcityoutfitters.com. Uh, we're here in Hilliard, Ohio. We're at 4465 Cemetery Road. We're in front of the Aldi's. We're directly next to Louis Fusion Grill. Uh, we're here 10 to 5, Tuesday through Friday, 10 to 3 on Saturdays, and we look forward to seeing you soon.